This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. How long gone? Back in this bitch. It's a beautiful day in money-making Manhattan. TJ, we're doing this a little early, so I know that you you maybe haven't had time to pick up your dog's shit off the street, have enough coffees. Are you feeling kind of centered? Are you ready? I picked up all the shits that I needed this morning, and I just (sighs) poured over a pour-over with a little whole milk in there. Uh, I have the remnants of my element Nalgene yesterday. Sorry for... Not using single-use plastics, but it's been a week, honey. Well, we can. We, there's always room for improvement. That's what I love about you. Um, <laughs> oh man, I yeah yeah. It's been it's been a long morning already. Um, I went to a uh, I went to a uh, delicious TikTok hotspot last night for dinner, Jason, called Don Angie. What's deli- the, the 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 food was delicious, or the spot was delicious? The vibe, uh, all things about the food. I mean, no, the food the food was fucking really good. Okay, um, so. I'm, I'm happy it delivered. There was a delicious uh, stuffed garlic bread. Several pastas touched the table. A nice light fish for the main. Um, but uh, yeah, we were in the corner. They put myself and the you know Chris Store, uh, Josh Senior, and and Cooper Weed, the the guys behind the bear, in a corner. Um, and I, you know, I wasn't able to kind of get the lighting right for my <laughs> videos, my like TikTok videos, because it just wasn't right. So. I, I didn't ask to be moved. <laughs> that felt like rude. You know what I mean? So I, I just kind of, unfortunately, there's not a lot of content from the evening. Damn. So I want to apologize to my followers as well as, as a foodie, you, that I wasn't able to kind of snap some flicks of some of the d- the dishes that touched the table. Well, I flicks, flicks are fine, Chris. Flicks are fine. We don't need flicks anymore. We need video. We need know, foods know, that have I motion. I need stringy cheese. I know. I need to figure out what is that garlic bread stuffed with, Chris? Mm-hmm. It was there was a cheese. It was more like a... Truff- truffles? A, a, no, there were no shavings. There was no table size anything um but there were a lot of delicious vegetable sides did you get your money back there was no money exchange for this meal that's why i love going out with the guys from the bear uh it's it's a nice it's mm-hmm. it's it's a nice treat um season two june 22nd mm-hmm. you guys get ready for that on on fx you already know you already know set your dvrs mm-hmm. uh jeremy allen white's biceps <laughs> will be kind of taking over DVRs. the screen set your dvrs um but then i woke up this morning and i was kind of uh, there was something I wasn't super pleased about going on online. <laughs> There's bad stuff going on online today, isn't there? There's always bad stuff going on online today. First of all, I found out uh, Ron DeSantis is only five seven, so that's that that hurts. Um, but then then also I found out <laughs> that, that one's got a sting. I'm sorry, bro. That one that one's got a sting. But then I found out that um, Lizzie Lizzie Grant, better known as Lana Del Rey, uh, to the gay community. Um, is is kind of participating in her her dad's musical career, Rob Grant, who signed to Universal Music, <laughs> and he's promoting uh, something called Nepo Daddy. <laughs> and 
I just I just I haven't heard the music. I haven't checked it out. There's a GQ story with them sailing. Um, Lana looks beautiful in some Brandy Melville. Um, Rob looks great for his age. Lost at Sea is the album. But do you feel like Jason maybe Nepo Daddy is a bridge too far? Uh, I think so. I think he might be trying to pander to Lana's gay community a little too much with Nepo Daddy. I mean, he is technically a Nepo Daddy, and I don't know if he came up with this or if somebody at what record label universal or whatever yeah i hope this was a creation by a universal music group social media intern person yeah and not him or even worse lana because it is pretty embarrassing but i think i want i want to like wear one of his hats that says lost at sea but you have to buy like an 85 dollar vinyl bundle in order to get that so that ship has sailed unfortunately i'm i, I think it's cool that you know, Daddy is a musician. He gets to release an album on Universal Music Group just because <laughs> his daughter is Lana Del Rey. I mean, these things have happened for a long time. Where like, yeah, this, you know, from Chris Jenner's to you know, you name I think it. Lady Gaga's. The mom, I think the mom's or the dad's got to get I in think there. Lady Gaga's dad might have put out an album before he opened an Italian restaurant. I, I'm almost positive he did. Yeah, but I, I no, I'm not mad at him putting out an album. I guess the Nepo Daddy pandering is just so extreme, and I, I just I don't know. I mean. What if the music slaps? Is that even possible? I think if the music was good, they would have led with that. I think that's why they had to do a spread where they go <laughs> sure. on a boat ride and stuff and spend $8,000 to get some photos of some, you know, a, a Tommy Bahama dad and yeah. and his daughter that he's super proud of that pays his mortgage, but but still, like I, I, it, it can't be good. It can't if it was good. good, everyone would have been like, "Yo, this is good." Yeah, I know you're right, and it is like the new Billy Ray Cyrus is actually good. Like no one said that, <laughs> you're, so you're, that's just what happened. You're right, though. It does. It does. <laughs> it does just look like Tommy Bahama. But I guess that's. I mean, that's that's pretty sellable. I mean, which Tom, I'm cool with. The yeah, guy's having a fun life. Yeah, Tommy Bahama's some gin pop gold. Um, but I I hope that I hope that this sells well. We'll we'll check back once the Billboard numbers drop in a couple weeks and let you know if he sold more or less than 100 <laughs> 100 copies of the seven inch that's available in the universal music Damn. universal music <laughs> merch store what if, what if lana del rey is like <laughs> lana del rey's team is like all right the worst the worst has happened we we're afraid of this first week sales of your dad's album nepo daddy is it's not doing well we need to shake things up a little bit <laughs> and everyone gasps and like what is it They're like all right we got to have him release a statement saying Dr. Luke sexually assaulted him. That would be, There's yeah. got to be something yeah. something to get a little tantalizing on the hook. I mean, I don't know what else he can do. I don't know if the OnlyFans for the 60 plus is booming like that. I don't know <laughs> what his deal is. I mean, he might even be... I mean, I don't know if he's still... I, I would guess that based on Lana's output, there's no way that her parents are still married. Um, so maybe he's <laughs> maybe he's kind of maybe he's single and kind of looking to mingle, which could be cool. Maybe he hooks up with like an age appropriate female actress, you know, mm. maybe maybe it's like, oh, no, spotted out Lana Del Rey's dad and Julianne Moore. That's crazy. Ooh. You know, yeah, something yeah, yeah. like really Keanu's wife upmarket, like an upmarket uh, age appropriate woman would be good for him and good for his sales, I think. But I, I don't know. I I'll I'll follow this story closely. Don't worry. Um, I'm I'm tapped the F in to this one. I'm I'm just happy that you're you're able to f 
find something involving Lana Del Rey to sink your teeth into because I, I want this to be more of a Lana-friendly space so we can continue to kind of pander to our 40% gay audience. No, I look, I, I love that Lana Del Rey is famous and worshipped. I just don't understand the music. I just can't get into it. I, I, I like everything about her except the music. I know, but like, um, like the I same way. I love Melville. <laughs> I love the nails. Yeah, you love you love cutters the list goes on but yeah i think it really is just like when people are like tj like i, I don't know i can't i can't take an edible i just like go crazy and i'm like you got to push through bro but then the problem is once you've pushed through and you're like i can do it i can finally listen to lana and then you start realizing like oh i'm like pulling my eyebrows out now and mm-hmm. like oh i forgot to shower again today like <laughs> there are good sides and downsides to it There's like, some- oh tj i can finally i finally can take edibles now i'm, I'm up to 400 milligrams a day and I, I sold my truck because like I don't need it, but like you know like your life kind of starts unraveling, but you can't stop with Lana. It's because she's you know it's like witchcraft or something. So I'm okay. So maybe I'm better off. Like if it didn't, if it didn't, if I'm not into it by now, it will with, with music to me. It's like there's just so much out there. You know, if something's not for you, it's easy yeah. to move on and find something that is. Lana is like Gigi Allen or Aphex Twin, like. It, it, it ain't for most people yeah well you gotta I mean, really be built for this and when i mean built for this i mean sort of suicidal i think yes yeah, suburban suicidal hang out in parking lots of gas stations you know as the sun sets but i think oh, it, wait. that it is wait so you do listen to lana those are lyrics from <laughs> yeah. her fourth album <laughs> <laughs> wait a second you said you didn't listen to her no i i love the i love that that i feel like a lot of people who like her are pretending to like the music because they like what she stands for, which is the power of Lana. And that's the, that's something that I respect, you know, from a from a creative standpoint and as a lover of celebrity. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's everybody. Did you see the video of of Lily Rose Depp at at Cannes in like an insane Chanel gown smoking a cigarette while the paparazzi flashed and yelled at her i did see that and it did look ai generated which is a bummer because she is trying to wave the flag of like this is real kind of cunty glam uh nobody is serving this so i'm going to serve it but it it, when it happens in 2023 it looks so staged that it doesn't feel authentic to me there's an uncanny valley to it does that does that make sense to you or am I in my edible bag too much? No, I disagree, but I know what you mean. I just think that I'm so sick of hearing about AI that when a hot chick smokes a cigarette, I want to leave AI out of the conversation. Um, but I, <laughs> I know what you mean. I maybe, mean, maybe AI is the wrong thing. Maybe like she, it looked as if she's doing that, and she had rehearsed this situation because somebody from her team told her to do that. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Lily Rose Depp is not a good enough, good enough actress to do that. First of all, so don't don't worry about that. <laughs> um, I don't think that. I don't think she, that's. She, it, she practiced for six months to be able to walk and smoke a cigarette at the same time. Not as easy as it looks, honey. I think it's so rare that I see why you would go there because you're kind of a doomer. But I think that at Cannes, this is maybe the one place where things like this still happen because there's there's yeah. that, that's the only place it should happen. And it can. Yeah, the can, no the pun can intended. every year you get the Tumblr repost vids of like Nicole Kidman smoked a cigarette at a press conference in 2004 and it was like so fucking cunt. Oh my God. You know, like stuff like Classic that. Video. And, and it is cool to see somebody still waving the flag and carrying on these traditions of cigarette smoking in France, you know? But the, the real question is how bad is the show? How bad is the idol? Is it worth the weekend abandoning his, his stage name? 
like is it i don't you know <laughs> i don't know it got a five minute it only got a five minute standing exactly o, right? five minutes is i mean which, look, which is suicide in this town if scorsese got nine minutes and you got five it's time to pack the ramoa and head back to la like it ain't it ain't happening for you chief yeah you know but i i don't i'm sure the show is terrible and that was a courtesy ovation courtesy ovation out of respect for vanessa paradise and johnny depp they gave her a five minute standing ovation out of respect <laughs> for for the face the face of dior and one of france's greatest exports oh but i don't know if um Dior Sauvage. I think people are going to watch it, uh, obviously, because it's they think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be like a hate watch type of thing. But I also think that uh, that it, it, it because it's the guy from Euphoria, people are expecting a lot of sex, drugs, and violence, which I think it will deliver on. I just think it'll probably be lacking in kind of uh, plot and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's and which is fine because we are sort of in that revival of, you know, early aughts or whatever, you know, 2004 type shit where like television was horseshit back then and we were we were just fine with it and I think this is okay. It's it's just like, hey, like here's a show full of hot people. Story ain't much, but you don't need that, right? You're just watching this to go just say, "Oh my god, I die" and just talk through it and judge everything. No one's going to be glued to it. I think it'll be a, a situation similar to and just like that, where everyone's like, "Oh my god, this fucking train wreck! I can't stop watching it. It's such a nightmare." And then by the end of it, you're like, "I'm ready for season two. Like, yeah. I'm here now with Che." Yeah, it's possible. I mean, it's, be and also because like, what else are we going to watch? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. A fucking with the strike, another Bridgerton spinoff or something. Or yeah, the strike. Those will never those will never come out. So we're stuck with the weekend trying <laughs> to act. Um, but that's you know, I, I guess it it could be worse. At least at least it'll be like sexy. If they didn't get Dan Levy in it, it would have had a chance to get some <laughs> legs. But Not he's Levy. too he's he's too virginal. He's Bro, too virginal for yeah, a show. Well, this I think he, I think he plays like a virginal like industry exec. So it's not like a stretch for Levy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm sure his pants will be cropped. But you know that you know that Levy his dark kinky closets he's doing way more gnarly shit than whatever lily rose is doing. oh 100%. but uh, well don't worry we're gonna talk to our guest about lily rose dub and and so much more we we got Jesus nice on the pod today yeah it's long overdue um he's he's now an la resident but he's back in new york um he's doing some he's doing some fill-in hosting uh and i think that's what's got him back here or maybe he's just here to tap in with his people and vi visit his cat he could be here because the weed the, the weed stores here actually sell weed so that could be that as well <laughs> but let's give him a zoom and, and we're gonna get into all this and more <laughs> All right, Jason, I want to talk to you about uh, David Smith. Uh, he's got a new show opening at Hauser & Worth in New York at the 22nd Street location. Uh, if you're not familiar with David, uh, he is one of the most influential, innovative artists of the 20th century, mostly known for sculpture. But this guy was doing his best work in the last five years of his life, which is uh, <laughs> kind of what I'm hoping for myself. <laughs> and just to be clear, his best work was done back in the 60s. It's important to note when when he did pass it is away. important to know but the sculptures are very interesting they're cool show closes april 13th no one thing david smith late sculptures at hauser and worth 22nd street gallery seven of the artist's most important sculptures from the very final years these are very important sculptures from his final years and as much as you want to touch them they are look but do not mm -hmm. don't make us look bad uh is kind of is kind of what we're saying don't go in there and start knocking stuff over <laughs> uh david smith uh, is now open at hauser and worth in new york at the 22nd street location and it closes on april 13th got it 
Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Jason, hair thinning impacts a lot of us. Uh, in fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. Yeah. It's not only common, Jason, it's normal. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time to join the over 1 million people who are doing something about it thanks to Nutrafol. Hair thinning is complicated, uh, and the problem is it's actually much bigger than your hair alone. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health, mm. um, which if that's the case, Jason, then you're in top physical condition. Uh, <laughs> internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly Thicker, you know I like them thick, stronger hair. It's all connected, your body. It's all connected. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code HOWLONG. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T. R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code how long. Oh, yeah. What's up, guys? Yeah, I'm back in New York. Uh, not for the hosting gig. I uh, came back. It was my birthday weekend. Oh. So I had to come through and, you know, oh, let it up, do all the traditional New York stuff. I actually ended up at karaoke in Sing Sing on Thursday night, my actual birthday, as if I was a 15-year-old at Bronx High School <laughs> Science. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, bro. So we go have a little private friends and family bash in the back of Finney's Pizza. You know, I had to do the wow. uh, leech wow. dip. Okay. Then uh, we covered on Saturday at Cladestinos, you know, a little dime square action. You know? Wow. Then, okay. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Listen, we're we out here. We're out here in the streets. Damn. You you went from Jewels to Sky Ferreira in like five <laughs> five blocks. That's impressive. Right. You're, you're doing it all. I mean, Listen, I <laughs> at, at one point I was so drunk, I ended up at the Delancey Street McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger. Just, just the most dangerous thing ever. Is that like for old times? Is that for old times' sake, or did you not realize what you were doing? Oh, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was like, okay. once you move, once you leave New York, you appreciate everything in New York. You appreciate shitty stuff. So, like, I'm walking down like that terrible tunnel that takes you from the F train to the one, and I'm like skipping. I'm just, I'm whimsical about it. <laughs> okay, this well, what what happens when what happens when you, a person who is of note now walks into mcdonald's on delancey at 4 15 a.m like do people like freak out and take photos do they respect your privacy what's going on oh no it's delancey street mcdonald's everyone looks at you like fuck you i hate my life and i hate you for existing <laughs> yeah, as well. yeah. they don't give a shit i'll unless, kill your fucking family right now exactly every unless you got clean needles <laughs> you ain't you ain't doing anybody any good at the at the, at the delancey street exactly McDonald's. you're just taking up space <laughs> that mcdonald's is so that mcdonald's is so wild because everyone there's like either uber eats or just like about to steal some food from the counter so you have to get there <laughs> yeah. and get your food as soon as it comes out yeah 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 it's, <laughs> it's 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 kind of a competitive space without everyone realizing that but i do think that that is a that is a, a place where i think new yorkers respect each other and definitely wouldn't say what's up no matter what because it, it is that absolutely it's death's door in a lot of ways and like I don't this think man it, is here doing dirt i'm gonna let him do his thing exactly it deserves it deserves landmark status and i think it's just a matter of time before <laughs> 
Eric Adams does a press conference. <laughs> I mean, but they did they did redo it fairly recently. It is it's an all new Delancey McDonald's with all the technology and and design tweaks. It's correct? a yeah, it's a brown. They turned it into a brownstone, right? Yes, it, it looks like one of those Taco Bell Taco Bell cantinas, which <laughs> all they did was like kind of turn down the lights inside of a Taco Bell. Yeah, I, we're, we were talking about the Taco Bell cantina recently. Have you been there, Jason? Well, we were well, we were in Vegas. I haven't been to the one in New York. I didn't go to the one in Vegas either because okay. You know, okay. Self respect and stuff. There's one in Times Square that's open till four in the morning. You don't want to go to that one. <laughs> listen, those what they, those so, Taco Bell margaritas. Ooh, I don't know what they put in them, but they hit different. They're hitting. Okay, so you think? Okay, so the Casamigos at, at the Taco Bell Cantina is hitting different. Do you think that they? Okay, so the the only difference is they serve hard alcohol. That's the only difference. Literally, the only difference. You still they don't even bring it to your table. You still got to go up to the front and pick it up yourself. But you know what? You're drunk, so it works. Yeah, yeah. You're, if you're if you're you're going there drunk, so it's okay to pick up your own. Oh yeah, margarita. that's the only way that you it, can really yeah, yeah, appreciate Taco Bell. And weirdly, since I've moved to LA, I eat so much Taco Bell because it's like the only thing open when everything closes at two a.m. and you can get a DoorDash to your mm. apartment or your house in like twenty minutes. So they know me. They know I'm a disgusting person. When I open the Grubhub <laughs> app, it's like, hey, Piggy, you want your slop? And I'm like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. Question. So, so you're talking about, you know, being drunk, blacking out, all this stuff, ordering food late at night. What's the over under on falling asleep before the, the Piggy's little slop shows up at the front door? You know what? None. My sleep cycle in L.A. I really have like a terrible sleep cycle here in New York, which works perfectly in L.A. So like I'm up at yeah, like two yeah, in the morning. Yeah. I never go to sleep. And also, you can't really get drunk like that in LA because the bars are open. Like unless I'm gonna be there from like five in the afternoon until two a.m. <laughs> so you know, you get a nice little buzz. You come home, play a little Call of Duty, watch Sports Center, write some <laughs> terrible scripts. Or lately, I've been writing terrible poetry because I'm in my length. I'm in my uh, Richard Wright terrible uh, limerick phrase. And also, it's the WGA strike, so you can't write anything good. You can't so, you write. Know, no, you, you shouldn't even. Honestly, from what I'm hearing, touching the pen alone could get you in trouble. So I just, you better be careful yes. with that. I don't want you to. I don't want you, you know to what? go scab mode. They put out. Yes, they put out the guild rules before the strike uh, started, and it's just like they got like a snitch number. Like if you see people writing, like I'm like whoa. And then now, like even when I'm like texting my my WGA friends, you know, you can't be too too you know witty inside the text. <laughs> the thought of you the thought of somebody walking into like a coffee bean in west hollywood and seeing somebody on a laptop and calling their wga representative to tell on them is really (laughs) that's really something listen you gotta rep the gang that better be a personal email exactly i didn't know it was that i didn't know it was that extreme yeah the only the only witty writing you're allowed to do is when you when you're writing signs the signs I went to the protest and I was actually surprised. A lot of the signs, like they have pre-written signs for you if you don't want to like write your own signs. And then I was trying, you know, as a New Yorker, I had to make it about myself. So my sign was going to say, <laughs> unlike the Knicks, we're going to win. But you know what? I didn't have time to explain it. And the Knicks had just lost. <laughs> you know, so, you know, you know. Okay, I don't. You, you, I got killed on this podcast for making fun of those signs. Because I thought they weren't funny. I did hear. I heard. I heard that episode. I heard that episode. You're you're, you're a bold man for that. I don't. But <laughs> I don't think that's bold. That's my whole point. That's an obvious statement. Because if you have a sense of humor, you recognize that they're not funny. And I was talking about this with some other guild members last night, and they were like, "Yeah, bro, you just can't do that. Like, you just you just yeah. Sorry. It's, it's like clowning somebody for like not doing a good funeral speech. It's like sure, maybe they didn't kill it, but like, well, know, I think you what, can't really talk I, about it. You can't make fun of somebody. I mean, if you're still able to make 
funny signs in week four, my hat off to you. Because like <laughs> the first week, the first week it was like, hey, this is cool. You know, like we got to like hop step in on the protest. It was like week Succession. four. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, yo, this is week four. It's getting a little nervous now. Can we uh, get back to the table? What's going on? I guess also, I didn't think it was supposed to be fun. Right. You, you know what I mean? But I guess we have to make every, that's my, you're, you're out of work and you're mad. So I thought that would maybe come through. But I guess we all cope with things differently. Right. And then also the difference between like WGA East versus WGA West protests, like the WGA West protests, you know, it's California. It's a little more laid back, a little more friendly. You know, the WGA East <laughs> protests, like you've got to dip your fists in honey and then put them in broken glass because you're ready to <laughs> die for this shit. Right? <laughs> flipping over a car is not a joke. Nothing but respect about WGA brothers. Yeah, if you don't write your own sign in LA, they got your own in New York. If you didn't bring your own baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, we have those for you. You can hold this. Just holding out loose box cutters like his high school. Like I, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just hold this. Just take one. Just take one. But I agree. It should not be fun. I guess right. They they shouldn't yeah. look like they're having too much fun. But also, I shouldn't. I'm not allowed to talk about any of that. Obviously. Well, yeah, it's not. It also, it's not fun. And also, sadly, like in L.A., when you go to a bar, because like here in New York, you know, like the news covers things that are, are more um, more relevant to New York, like things like those. Sadly, that what happened with the kids in Harlem that went disappearing and stuff. But in L.A., you know, everyone talks about the strike because everyone's affected by it. And when you go to like a bar or such, you'll you'll meet people and you'll be talking to them, and they're like, "Yo, we're writers." Like. You know, we're worried about paying daycare money and stuff like stuff like I, I don't even think about that kind of stuff. But like people are really yeah. going through it. So, you know, people are doing their best to just like survive it. So, you know, the signs, you know, if that's what gets them through it. Hey, God bless. Right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, should yeah. try drugs. They should try drugs. But I guess those are expensive. So also, I, get it. I get it. Also, I get it. yeah. When, if you're, also, you know, <laughs> having kids as a writer is crazy, though. I mean, you, you got to know what you're getting into. Yeah, that's kind of your first mistake. <laughs> Well, they they like they like to create, so <laughs> they like to create. They do like to create. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm a create. I'm a creator. World building that pussy. I got eight kids. I'm a creator. Um, let's talk about <laughs> bars in LA. You uh, you recently had a little piece uh, about you posted up at 33 Taps, which is Silver Lake's uh, most iconic gay sports bar, uh, taking that over as as a Knicks zone. What's what's the vibe there? I, I've I have watched basketball games there before. With friend of the show, uh, Tom, how to dress well. It's a nice spot. Oh, it's a great spot. You know, I um, I have a lot of friends in Silver Lake because you know it's basically um, Brooklyn, Brooklyn West. Yeah. Everyone dresses like a everyone dresses like a Viceland employee. Yeah. So you know, the first time I'm walking by and I see this bar and it has all these TVs, so I was like, I, I guess that'd be the place for me to like go watch a Nick game. I go in there and I run to this guy named Peter and like three other people. They're Nick fans. And then, like, I was like, is this where we're watching Nick stuff? And I was like, yeah, this is where we're watching Nick stuff. <laughs> that group of four turned to, like, 10, and that turned to, like, 20. And then after the piece, it was almost 40 deep, just Nick fans. Just the most annoying thing you could ever hear as an <laughs> L.A. resident. People talking about Yonkers and Hoboken, <laughs> oh, hell where no. you can get a nice bagel. <laughs> yeah, Not Yonkers. Like, people were like, yeah, hey, Metro North? Like, yeah, bro. Harlem line. Like, you don't want to hear that. And uh, one of the comments underneath you really the story was like, wow, New Yorkers making something about themselves. You never hear that. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's what we do. This is what we do. Yeah. But shout out to 32 Taps. It's a it's a cool spot. Uh, the staff was super friendly. They allowed us to do a fuck Trey Young chant, even though there were children in the building. So, you know, that's the vibe we're going for. 
So kind of you're you're kind of people. I mean, I I guess that this is so. Are these are you know? I guess with sports because because uh, we're not really sports guys. But what I find so interesting is that it it really breaks down barriers, right? Like these are people you might never want to associate with in real life, but for those couple hours at thirty three taps, these are your brothers. Absolutely. Or have you made? Or if some of these people seeped into your regular life, or you try to keep it church and state? Oh no, they seeped into your regular life because like now the Knicks, you know, they got defeated, but. We still show up. We'll watch Celtics. Like, I don't I can't root for the Celtics, but so I just sit there and it's just like my fellow Nick fans would just sit there and commiserate and, you know, mm-hmm. just roll our eyes at people enjoying life <laughs> as real New Yorkers do. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you, what do you think about like the way the NBA is working now where there's just no time off any, any time now, like off season, on season, there's just so much content to consume. Do you think, do you think NBA fans need to need to take a break for at least two weeks? Just, just paid time off from from hoops. <laughs> PTO. You know, people people are loving it, and it's a, it's also a weird thing to experience in LA since the start time for games is different. Mm-hmm. So, like here in New York, you know, like a game would start at seven, and like when the game ends, you probably go to a bar at ten, and then probably go back home or something like that. In LA, it starts at four thirty. After that, you know, you can go to dinner, you can like go mm. see your children, you can do real things. So. <laughs> It's not as bad over there. And then, you know, like the Lakers got the season. So I don't even know if people are still going to be watching. But I think people really enjoy this season has been amazing to watch. And it's just like, even as a casual observer, even if you're at a bar, like just you'll see a game. You're like, holy shit, this shit is kind of rocking. I think the fans like electrifying. it. Electrifying. Electrifying. There we go. I think, the, I, think the fan, I think the fans like it too. But I just, I guess it's like, there seems to be levels to fandom where it's like, I'll watch playoffs or finals because it like matters. And like, I like to see the athleticism uh, and I like to see fights and stuff. But, you know, the, like the people, like, are you following trades in the off season and shit? Are you watching the draft? Like, how far do you take it? Oh, I'm not, I'm not plugged in like that. Like, I, I wish I could be, but I got too much going on. Like, to follow trades and drafts and all those stats. And people are always like, people are kind of disappointed because they're like, Jesus, I know you, you know all the stats. I was like, the only team i know anything about is the knicks and barely like don't ask me like what college this person went to i barely know what college i went to so you're asking a lot just throw <laughs> it all down yeah no i mean people people being like well i followed you since high school i'm like bro you follow that sounds like that sounds like pedophile shit right I, i'd be careful i'd be careful with that i ain't following i'm not watching lebron's son play middle school basketball on a illegal stream right that just seems too far it's like you go if you go you go on ig and then you see all your friends are following Bronny on ig and i was like i ain't doing that hey, hey. That's, oh, like, you know, that's how you end up on a watch list that's i i literally saw yesterday that Bronny wore like a chrome hearts tuxedo to his prom and i was like i don't want to know this i don't want to know that Bronny wore chrome hearts and took a white chick to prom i don't want to know about this but i have to. I have to ask, did he drive a Tesla? <laughs> oh, damn. Jesus <laughs> does listen. <laughs> Jesus does listen. I do listen religiously. Do you, under- you guys don't understand. Like, a lot of my life in LA, before I make big decisions, I stop and ask myself, what would Chris and Jason do? <laughs> damn, wow, bro. I'll take that. I'll take that. You want to talk about a cosign? I also took, I did take a white girl to prom. So that's, I, you know, that's fine. But I, uh, well, for, for our listeners who don't know the reference he made when we had a Uber driver and was in Chicago or Philly a few weeks ago, he was mentioning how every, every, all of his kids' friends want to take a Tesla to prom. And, and Chris was like, that's not that big of a deal, you know. Tesla's like a thirty thousand dollar car, and he said, "Like it, it is a big deal for black kids." And Chris was like, "Oh, okay." It is. It is. It's a big. Listen, I, I drove with Tesla the other day um, on the five uh, past that place with all the cows, and it has a terrible name that I can't say. 
And you know what? I really enjoy a Tesla. It's a cool car. I do too. I get it. Uh, you know, superchargers and all that. Like, I get it. I don't support giving Elon money, but it seems to be the only car you're allowed to drive in LA. So, you know, maybe I'll get one. I was going to ask you, though, what's the journey with the car? Because I feel like when I saw you in LA, you were still kind of making some decisions. And, and I, I just feel like this is a, yeah. it's a big personality choice. You know, it's like a... Yeah. It's, you know what? It, it's, it seems very stressful. A lot of my friends, especially when we go to like West Hollywood, like uh, deciphering the, the signs about where you can park and like oh it's crazy permits and all that it's stuff. another language and, like, it's an, i don't it's another language. i don't know if i want to sign up for that you would rather ju you would rather just uber and not deal with it because you don't need a car to kind of flex you're you you're comfortable enough in your manhood where you don't need a g-wagon <laughs> sir i only take lyft as a possible lyft ambassador okay. but um no definitely oh, <laughs> <laughs> no like usually i it's actually better for working because I'm able to like take uh, zooms in the back of the car and just like read stuff in the back of the car. Yeah. And then it's like so much easier and I have to worry about parking. And then like, you know, if you go to like a lunch and like, you know, like there's like kind of a drunk driving culture in LA. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not really the vibe because you guys already <laughs> don't know how to drive. You grew up, I forgot you grew up in New York where I'm, and I'm from Atlanta where drunk driving is, is part of my, it was part of my upbringing. It's the vibe. Yeah. It was part of my upbringing. Listen, <laughs> My father, uh, my father moved to West Palm Beach. Believe me, I get it. Because the other day, the other day we went to a bar, and it's just like he's getting in the car, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" I was like, well, "I was like, let me call a lift." And he's like, "You're wasting money." And I was like, "There's always broken glass in the intersection right by your house. You guys don't need to be just gallivanting in cars. Gallivanting is the word West Indians use." For, uh, traveling, so. yeah, they do. I mean, everyone out with that. No, no, no. You're, I I agree with you, but I I think that I guess my problem with the the lifting everywhere is that I I just you know like to go to the gym or to like the grocery store. There's those day to day things that it feels yeah anno annoying. But obviously, like what you're talking about, it makes total sense. But I think you're gonna break down and get get a get a get a car. I think you're gonna listen. I don't know. You're I feel right. It. You're right. Every now and then, you know, when I can't be walking to the uh, downtown Whole Foods looking sexy, trying to flirt with people with my little tote bag and then trying to come back with a big ass box of kitty litter. It just not <laughs> doesn't work, especially as it's getting warmer. So, you know, downtown Whole Foods. Yo, he lives downtown by choice, bro. Oh, yeah. damn. You're on your little Eddie Wong shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know what it is? And downtown is basically the Bronx with uh, more trees, so it's kind of a vibe. I enjoy it. People are like, it's dangerous. I like at night when it feels like the set of The Walking Dead. But I, you know, like I, I love it. It's walkable. I got my little dispensary down there. I, th I the only problem for me with downtown over there is just like it's just so pissy, just human piss, <laughs> animal piss, piss everywhere. You know what? That's something I had to learn because I was walking my dog down there, and I was like, wow. The dogs down here, like, they take huge dumps. And then I was like, wow, <laughs> this is not dog dumps. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's totally different. Because I'm, I'm all that's a compliment to New York because, you know, even, you know, even in the hoodiest of hoods, it never smells like human piss the way it does in LA. But then, like, you remember, there's certain areas in New York that, listen, every, it smells like a corner of the 59th Street subway where someone's just been pissing for years. That's a good point. So, you know, sometimes it point. makes me a little homesick. I mean, that, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I live in West Hollywood and honestly, it's not that much better. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I think everywhere, like, Jason lives in Glendale, so it's, it's definitely more clean. I think you have to go that extreme if you really want to avoid human piss mm -hmm. in LA at this point I really do I don't think there's anywhere you can go right well I used to I used to come here uh, last year a lot for work and I'd always stay at the London so I got super familiar with West Hollywood and I always thought I would end up living there but bro those hills are 
killer. What do you mean? I, just like I don't know if what I can the do it, man. the hills are ne- are necessary because the the piss runs down into the flats. <laughs> That's, That's exactly, kind of why everyone exactly. in LA lives. Got in you. That's got you. Yeah, if you live on the top, yeah, you're fine. Where, where I live oh, so in the bottom, it's just a piss pool. Gotcha. That's I'm I'm working. My, I'm trying to work my way up. But choosing to stay at the London is also really something. So are you like the London is? I mean, there's a song about it, obviously that we know. That's a side check hotel, right? Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's the SLS plus. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> at one point I was staying, at one point I was staying at the London so much. Like I checked it one time. And they were just like, hey, how you doing? Here's your room key. I was like, I don't even get like, you don't want to go to explain the Wi-Fi? They were like, you were here last week. I was like, all right, fine. They're like, we don't need to see your ID, chief. Like, it's all good. Just get get out of here. I'd like to know where the gym is, if you don't mind. <laughs> I literally said, I sent them, you know how they send you the uh, survey after you stay there? I filled it out, and I said to them, uh, I was like, hey, you should change the menu options, because, you know, they've been the same for about five months. I check it the next time. I saw behind the desk was like, hey, just want to let you know, you know, most people don't stay here as much as you do. And I was like, okay, wow. Did I get the feedback? <laughs> They're like, bitch, that acai bowl ain't coming off the menu, so don't try it again. Exactly. Like, I thought I thought I thought customer loyalty was a good thing where I'm from. Exactly. You know? It was like in they're like enjoy this brick chicken. I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> Not the brick chicken. Now, are you eating a lot? Are you eating a lot of room service, or, or were you trying to get out and enjoy the local vittles oh, of the neighborhood? You know. Well, right now, I'm like I'm on my spiritual journey through LA, just going to all the hot spots and just anywhere that people go. We're also, you know, I, I know you guys don't like to talk about this. Shout out to my favorite restaurant, Horses. You know, a bit of a drama lately, but you know, <laughs> like, like, like not too much on them. Like good little spot. Also, I love that you were like the Major D is mean. I love her. Shout out to Amanda. But um, yeah, shout out to horses. They always hug me. Oh, up. okay. Maybe she. Okay, maybe she's nice to you. Um, that's interesting. Um, she's nice I, to celebrities. Know. Wow, that's weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, crazy. you know what? At horses, so crazy. The bartender, the bartender, he was like, "You are in a perfect position, Jesus, because you're not really a celebrity." Like, if people know who you are, they're like, yo, that's Jesus. But the average person in L.A., they're just like, hey, that's the one black guy in Silver Lake. Yeah. So, you know, people just let me <laughs> no, that, that's, that, no, you're, you're, you are in a good position. It's kind of the, yeah, I agree. They see you and they say, thank you for your service, sir. <laughs> yeah. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a great place to be, especially especially because I think we this happens to us a little bit where, like, the people who make decisions and are actually cool listen to the show. You know, so it's like a, it, it's it works out for us more than it doesn't, but it's never no one like no one actually cares. But if it's at a restaurant or like a a, a club or a bar or you know like a I don't know deadline, they listen mm-hmm. to the show. Oh, absolutely. Some some the GM somewhere the bar back hates us, but the GM's like, all right, we got you. <laughs> but well, Jesus, after listening to that episode with about horses, I'm a little on the fence. I want to go back and eat there, but I worry that I might not be welcome. Do you think we? We hit them with a little too much razzle dazzle, or do you think they'll be okay with us coming in? I think they'll be fine when you come in. It's like it's such a not insular topic, but it's definitely like inside yeah. LA baseball, and like you guys are the reporters. <laughs> so, listen, I was trying to talk. I'm literally, I'm literally trying to talk to people all weekend about horses in New York, and people are like Jesus, what the fuck are you talking about? And I'm like, no, it's just fine. <laughs> like they have this burger and like there were some cats, and like everyone's like, we don't want to talk about that. So this that's is the, the best space. breakdown. This is the safe space for bi-coastal, <laughs> bi-coastal jerks such as myself to listen to this, and I can let out a relief. Like, ah, no, no, people. totally. So you know, totally. like this is. 
We're here for you. I mean, I want to go. If I was in LA, I'd be back. I mean, I've been told it's it's humming. There's no issues. I feel like the staff maybe has been told like there's been brief, you know, how to handle it. Um, but but like but this is the whole thing. Like my my friend who uh is working on a documentary about it already. Um, which is oh wow, that's that's not a joke, and he's got money for it, so it's like gonna happen. But he was basically like it's you have to remember like regular people don't know anything about this mm-hmm. like regular people yeah. that have made this reservation a month and a half ago don't care and like don't know they don't read exactly. they don't read vanity fair they don't follow you on instagram like it's all it's all good um then that's why i think it'll continue to thrive that's jason and i's that's our official that's our official uh statement. i completely agree i completely agree jesus can we the three of us go eat there together and so if they try to kick us out it'll be like damn i guess celebrity icon jesus Nice, can't dine here anymore either. Yeah, I mean, I, Let, I don't want to. Let's test your, let's I test mean, your swag, bro. Let's test your let's swag. Test my swag. Uh, I don't want to risk it, but I do, I do owe, I do owe Chris because Chris, uh, like, was probably like my first week in LA. You took me to that place. So what was it? The San, Vic- San Vicente bungalows. Yeah. Oh my God, that was my that was my blind side. I was like, whoa. Remember I sat down and I was like. They put a sticker on my phone. I was like, holy this shit. My blind side. <laughs> Thank you. Dude. I was like, whoa. The sticker on the phone is a bit extreme, but I think at this point, it's like part of the whole experience. And I think a lot of people would be disappointed if it didn't happen. You, you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. like I think you're expecting yeah. it. It's become also, it's chilled out in the last you know couple of years. But at, at first, it was a real hot chick signifier. You know, you'd see oh, wow. they keep the they keep the sticker on the phone to let you know that they were there. You know, a producer took them to dinner, that kind of thing. It's like, it's like keeping the the summer jam wristband on for a month after. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just or let, let everybody know. Or leaving the what are those those the tags that you get when you go skiing? Yes, leave it on yes. your jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Leaving <laughs> leaving the leaving the lift pass on your North Face to kind of jingle around. Exactly. Yeah. No. Got those out to all the Stuyvesant kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Tell your ride was. Bull- Bonkers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of How Long Gone is brought to you by Booking.com. That is Booking. Yeah. Booking.com offers so many possibilities across the U.S. Uh, from relaxing beach resorts, which you know I, I love and I'm a big fan of, love to bake in the sun, to remote mountain cabins where you can go up there and work on your kind of acoustic album. Mm. The multitude of choices across the beautiful United States of America on Booking.com allow you to book whoever you want to be. I, Jason, you know me. I, I'm a different version of myself depending on where I'm traveling and who I'm with. You know I mean? It's always baseline. Oh, wow. It's baseline, Chris. Diva alert. It's baseline, Chris, but when I'm in Australia, it's different. But in the U.S., if I go to Florida, if I go to Georgia, if I go to California, if I go to Wyoming, you know, I, I'm going to switch up my swag a little bit. Oof, I can only imagine. I, I just recently used Booking.com to take a little uh, post-V-Day trip up into wine country, hmm. and I can't wait to see who I will be when I am there. So book whoever you want to be on Booking.com. Booking dot yeah. Are you having a hard time coming up with new, fresh, exciting meals to cook every single day, day after day? I know I am. It's nice to take a little break from the chaos trying to figure out what you're going to cook. You know I love my meal kits and being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep, cook times, driving to the store. What if the produce is bad? What if they ran out of salmon? Ugh. That's what drew me over to the Home Chef folks. Home Chef meals are effortless, even for somebody like me who isn't making it onto Top Chef anytime soon. Well, 
Uh, I am actually going to make it maybe more so on Iron Chef, or if there's a better better thing than Top Sooner Chef. Sooner than me, I mean. Let's call it Toppy Chef. It's just a little bit more on top. <laughs> Toppy Chef is going to get cut. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Uh, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering uh, our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and, and this is great for me, free dessert for life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 meals free and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive that free dessert. Don't get it twisted. But now that you, I want to talk to you about weed. Now that you're living in LA, is, has oh, yeah. the has the Zaza intake increased, decreased? Are you keeping level? Are you not getting too excited? I'm assuming you you had easy access to marijuana when you lived in New York. So, when you lived in New York, so it's not that crazy for you, right? It's not that crazy, but in New York, like you don't you have access to just marijuana. You don't know what type of marijuana it is. <laughs> like if you ask if it's if you ask if it's sativa or indica, they're like, "Go oh, fuck yourself." You're like, "All right, fine." Like you know. You know there's like roach spray on it, so it's weird. <laughs> I did find a great dispensary that, you know, like they have hard candies, they got gummies, they got rope, mm -hmm. they got it by the jar, like 10 grams, all this stuff. But I'm such a weed head. I'm I'm there on what was it, April 19th, <laughs> and it's so crowded inside this dispensary. And I got to the security guard. I was like, why is it so busy? He's like, tomorrow's 420. I was like, oh, amateurs. Like, <laughs> listen, bro. We ain't smoking for fun over here. Some of us have crippling anxiety. <laughs> we ain't, we ain't smoking for we fun smoking over here. We ain't smoking for fun. Damn. This is medicinal, okay. bro. I'm, I exactly. <laughs> but then there's like, I've grown up smoking on uh, using, you know, the Entourage blunt wraps. Sure. They're, they're only available in New York, apparently. You can't buy them in California. Wait, no, I don't know. California. No, tell me about because I, I was more of a classic Swisher guy in my time. Right. So I would love, what is the Entourage? How does it compare to a White Owl or a Swisher? You know, it's cheaper than, it's cheaper than, um, it's cheaper than a Swisher, but it burns slower. And like when you're smoking like garbage New York weed, it balances <laughs> out because it has like a touch of tobacco in it but the thing is you can't get okay. it shipped to la so when i come to new york poppy at the bodega he always puts aside three boxes that are 50 count and i put them in a box and i ship them to la <laughs> what okay are, that's what that's celebrity for you wow Jesus, <clears throat> are you doing the, the unflavored <laughs> offering or are you doing like a a pink vanilla what are you doing you know what i was doing the pink but i switched back to the yellow because the yellow you can reseal the top of it which means mm. that you can roll up a nice little fatty and then you can take it to like a blunt. You can take it to a bar and then you can smoke outside. And when you come back in the bar, the person next to you is like, wow, the guy next to me reeks of marijuana. And I was like, I thought that was cool <laughs> in L.A., but apparently we're going to be judging. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad to know. OK, so you're saying you roll up the hog leg, you put it, you put it in your jacket pocket, you seal it. And then you go outside and smoke it. Are you, are you, can you take the full blunt to the face at the bar or do you try to save half for later? Uh, you know what? Save half for later in case you're going to another spot, keep the night moving. Cause like I have a okay. super high tolerance. So like, it's, it's nothing. I can go. Okay. Like, all right. Swag out on them. Okay. Listen, bro. Right. Listen, yeah. at night, come home. It might be a blunt, an edible, a Bex, and maybe some mushrooms. And bro, listen, we ain't even go. We ain't even close to going to bed. Okay. So. Because Jason's a lightweight when it comes to marijuana, and he's been he's he's 
I mean, I guess, Jason, as an adult, you're a relatively new convert to, like, the daily schmoker vibe. Yeah. Like, this is this yeah, is yeah, in the yeah. last, like, three to four years, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. I would say so, yeah. I mean, I always smoked a little bit here and there, but now now it is a daily thing. And it is also not for fun, the same as you. I, I, I love a nice indica to kind of keep my anxiety chill and yeah i just need it i start the day with it you know you start your day with it i start the day with it start a little baseline right there you know just that and some coffee and then you know get started oh, so you're doing it you're doing a hippie speedball in the a.m you're, you're having exactly. a little a, a couple pulls and then a nice strong pour over i'm sure you're doing something nice at the house when it comes to coffee you know what i, I you know i had to learn another word in LA. i was being basic because i was going to starbucks and apparently you're not allowed to do that you have to go to like a very fancy independent coffee shop you can't just be going to like a national chain like that so you know sometimes i'm with my beautiful boston cherry we'll go to like hilltop which is cool there's a cafe cow maybe having some good stuff or i'll go to intelligentsia in silver lake mm-hmm. if we want to be spotted wow <clears throat> okay so you're i love you going to intelligentsia and silver lake like it's 2007 that's perfect Listen, you with the dog pulling up just pulling up <coughs> pulling up, have my macbook out hopefully i don't get spotted and reported on you know, yeah i was gonna say <laughs> intelligentsia silver lake that's that's a that's rider zone right there manzukas is there every fucking day riding a fucking commercial for you know a washer and dryer company or something so just you know keep your eyes peeled is all i'm saying but you're right. Going to Starbucks, I mean, I'm on the record with this, but going to Starbucks in a major city does seem insane. So I'm glad you kind of acclimated quickly. Right. I'm glad that you realized your your mistake. That's airports only. Exactly. I'll still go there to get the pup cup for my dog, but, but you know, I can't be see, I can't be okay. seen drinking okay. that swill. Okay. <clears throat> what the fuck is a what the fuck is a pup cup? It's a puppuccino. It is it's, <laughs> it's just whipped cream in a cup. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna hang up. What the fuck is a puppuccino? <laughs> It is it is whipped cream in a cup, and you give it to your dog, and everyone in the, everyone in the Starbucks is like, "Oh, that's so cute." And your dog, the problem with it is now your dog. Every time you pass a fucking Starbucks, your dog pulls it. They're like, "Yo, we getting a pup cup right now," and I'm like, "Yo, dog, it's four in the morning. They're not open. What are you doing? <laughs> we gotta get back inside. We're downtown." So you're saying- no, the problem is you got your dog addicted to whipped cream. <laughs> exactly, your dog's on nitrous. <laughs> Better. <laughs> Better than whippets, <laughs> right? So, so. You're, so you're saying they give you... Okay, so a puppuccino is just a cup of whipped cream, and it's cute because the dog gets it all over its face, and everyone loves that? You, you see the vision. That's all it is. Chris, I think you get it. Oh, my God. You get it. Bro, what's up with dog owners, man? What's wrong with you guys, though? Be, be honest. like, Because I, I just don't... Look, I know you live alone, and there's some companionship, but you're like an on-the-record pet guy, and I just don't... I need... Do you just love the companionship? Do you love what a pet brings you, or is there more to it than this? Or do you fight them? You know what? No. <laughs> I don't. Yes, I'm in LA. I have a, I'm the Michael Vick of Boston Terriers. They're just, I have a vicious ring in Echo Park. They're just fighting to the death all the time. Yeah, I, I go down. If you want to, if you guys want to come with me next Friday night at like one, we go down by the airport. We you bring some cash. It's pretty fun. You know, no, nothing gets too crazy. Nothing is no crazy. chicken stuff. No chicken stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, no chicken. Yeah, I draw the line. I draw the line. Listen, having a dog is amazing, but these are, there are limits. I'm not one of those people who brings my dog everywhere, which I did when I first got to LA because I thought that was the culture. But then I was reading online, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is wrong with everybody?" And I realized that because I was in uh, Ralph's, and this guy had this big ass King Corso. Like it was so big, no one else could go to self checkout because no one wanted to walk past it. And I was like, "Sir, you gotta leave that at home." Like. <laughs> enough is enough so i haven't heard this dog i haven't heard of that breed it's like a big ass like a 
giant fucking dog, like a horse dog? <laughs> it looks like a horse. It's, it's like easily over 100 pounds. And the other thing is it has like beady eyes. So it's looking at you like, yo, don't test me. It's one of those dogs that definitely the owner will be like, it doesn't bite, and then it will bite the shit out of you. You'd be like, oh, wow. I'm the- it's never done that before. Yeah, yeah, no. For, yeah, so yeah. it's like the dog version of Debo from Friday. Exactly. You got tucking your chain when you see it. Do you find, do you find, now do, do women come up to you and pet the dog? Has this worked out for you in that way where it's attracted the opposite sex? Uh, but the dog has gotten them, like, kind of brought them to the trough? You know what? My dog is, has, like, anxiety and does not like being approached by anyone in public. So what usually happens is people are like, oh, that dog is really cute. And when they reach towards him, he growls and like kind of darts at them as if he's gonna bite. So people run away. Damn. So uh, there, any, there are women in my neighborhood when they see if they have a dog and they see me come with my dog, they literally pick up their dog and walk past. And I feel really bad, but you know, listen, he, he's a he's a New York dog. What do you want? No, no, sure, <laughs> sure. He was he was trained on the tough streets, and it's 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 like a he, he's having a tough. He's gonna have to acclimate to LA the same way you've had to acclimate. No, he's like he's seeing new do- like, like the amount of dogs he sees on a daily basis. Like there's times like he just stops and he's like, "Whoa, look at all these dogs!" Also, he saw a horse for the first time, and he usually <laughs> walks around with this little ball in his mouth, and he just dropped the ball. And I was like, "Listen, you're animals, baby. <laughs> Welcome to LA, baby." <laughs> He's like, what the fuck Your is that? Your dog was like, what the fuck is that thing, bro? <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? Dad's smoking weed again, but I swear to God, this is real. I swear to God, this is real. <laughs> is, is, now, when you, you know, back in the leaner days, when you had, did you have pets and you still were able to kind of scrape together the cash for food and veter- veterinarian care? Yeah. And you, you sac- were able to sacrifice? Oh, yeah. Way back in, like, in my broker days, I remember there was one time, like, Back in my selling domain names days, so that's like, um, <laughs> you know, I've had every job in the world because I'm Jamaican. But there was one time that was really lean, and so the trick I did, I took my credit card and I bought like sixty pound bags of cat food and dog food just in case. Because I was like, if I'm, I'm not worried about, I'll be able to find food for myself, but just in case, wow. I'll be able to just eat animals. I don't know about rent and all that stuff. So stuff like that, you got to figure out what to do with your pets, but. Oh, they've always been taken care of. Like, rest in peace, my last dog, uh, Rocco. He didn't, like, he, you know, he went to the vet and everything. My new dog, the one I have now, like, bro, he's been spoiled since day one. Like, he's been on, like, yeah, yeah, TV you know. sets. He's always been in the back of an Escalade. He's been on planes and shit. So <laughs> he's just, he gets, he, he uses, I use that, uh, oh, my God, I'm still so white. He uses that uh, <laughs> real, the real dog food, the one that comes frozen. It's an actual human food. Bro, no, that's that was my next question. I'm like, I was going to say, how white are you? Are you cooking food for this dog? Like, how far are we going? And you're going too far, I would say. I've gone too far. I've gone too far. All the allegations of Hollywood Jesus are true. But this food, <laughs> the thing is like the um on the package is like yo a human can eat this so you know i had to try it and it's actually just regular it's just like it's just like cabbage and carrots and stuff but you know I, you feel good about it and when it's in the lobby of my building i hold my nose high i'm like oh you guys are feeding your pets farina oh you just hate your animals <laughs> also someone in la told me i have to shout out to my friend more lana than lana she said that you have to feed your pets. You can't give your pets tap water in LA. You have to feed them bottled water or something like wow. that. Wow, is that a known? You got to use the Jason? Berkey water filter. There you go. Yeah, when you get a when you get a Berkey, that's when you've reached peak white. Like if you get a Berkey and start hiking, I'm worried about you. Then I then I'm I'm kind of gonna call. I'm gonna call the police and have them deport you back to New York. Let me let me write this down. Let me let me write down this. <laughs> this is some good information for you because a lot of people when you like come to LA and you got to get the the frozen just for dogs, you know, organic whatever grass fed deer mm-hmm. shit. 
you can go past that and then you can go so full circle that it becomes Jamaican again. Um, I was friends with uh, somebody who's a daughter of a famous actor <laughs> and they would feed their dog frozen turkey necks. Whoa. Just every day, just pull a turkey neck out of the freezer, throw it in the lawn in the backyard and the dog just eats it. And that, they're like like the raw, real protein and, it, and it's dirt cheap. So, you know, if, if we're on a budget... Hit the turkey necks, hit the chicken necks. If I did that, my, my dog would call LAPD on me. <laughs> He's it, like, it, this it ain't, no, 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 we ain't, we ain't doing all this, Chief. We ain't doing he all said, this. He, he said, we ain't in the Bronx no more. You ain't pulling this out. Oh, my God. That's so... I didn't, Jason, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of uh, the net game it was, like that. I think it was Dust, it's Dustin Hoffman's dog. Dustin Hoffman's dog. Wow. I mean, that's, that's reasonable, I think, if you're at that level. I think that's totally, I think that's totally fine. And, and I bet the dog learns to love it, yeah. you know? Yeah, they don't know. I let my dog chew on a little, a little chicken back yeah. all the time. They love it. Because they, they, they want to feel the raw flesh in their teeth. Pause. Oh, yo. They got a little wolf in them, so you know, like they they want they every now and then they want to do their little they want to do the little big wolf stuff. So you know, you know they got a little wolf. They got a little wolf in they them. They got to show out. <laughs> what uh? I know you 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 have famously had a lot of jobs, and I know that is is part of your uh, origin story. Um, but you you worked at nightclubs for a long time, correct? Yeah, I did. Same. For a long time. What kind of positions were we working at the club? Because Jason is a, is a famous LA promoter uh, and DJ, and he's you know I feel like you guys have both seen where the bodies are buried in in the nightlife world. So how were you? Did you do several jobs at the club, or did you kind of stick to one position? No, several. Like all like I did almost every position in the club from like coat check to kind of manager at one point. And then the funniest thing is all these clubs. They, I did not fill out any paperwork. No one had, they did not have my social security number. I was getting paid in envelopes of cash. Yeah. And the part that's hilarious to me is my name was Jesus when I worked at all these clubs. No one has ever like stopped and been like, hey, is that the guy from the nightclubs? I'm like, yeah, how many Jesuses do you know? There's only one. <laughs> but no, worked everything. We had security at one point. And this was in, this was like, was this like meatpacking, like New York heyday vibe, or was it more cutty? You know, it's more, it was New York, not heyday vibe, but more like, kind of like those grime, not grimy, but those kind of like clubs, like when you're just walking down a random West 35th Street, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know there was a nightclub here. Okay. Not like okay. a fan, like, sure, like yes. nightclub, like yeah. Green Room or like uh, Club Vapor, or, you know, Club Secret. Remember when, like, on the West Side over at like, 23rd Street, what was it, the Pink Elephant and all that around that, that, that time? Okay. So this is, this is, no, no, I know what you mean. It's like kind of like the not, it wasn't the hottest spots, but people mm -hmm. were still spending, spending money and doing drugs. Right. And it was just like, they were just, bottle service was people went there on purpose they were just like <laughs> clubs that if you had any self-respect you wouldn't go to so it was just like just yeah, the sure. worst people in new york just in there just i remember like we had one group of people when they bought a bottle and it was we were like how much is a bottle and i was like three hundred dollars plus gratuity and it was like three hundred and one dollars here you go and i was like here we go three hundred one. Three hundred one. we just because <clears throat> we just went to magic city for jason's bachelor party and, and um 
I, you know, I don't drink, but I ended up spending a thousand dollars on Casamigos, mm. and I think that those bottles, I think they're only charging three hundred for the Casamigos at Magic City, which feels pretty fair in twenty twenty three. Yeah, you know what? It's it one of fair. those things where you know you're getting ripped off, but that's a reasonable rip off. I'm like, all right, this, I, this is hot. yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I'm not going to be like, I know I can get it for fifty dollars at Bevmo, like I'm an adult, right. but like it's still, I feel, like, I feel like they could charge eight hundred for that, and people are still going to pay it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right, like even this weekend, you know, like it was my birthday and everyone he's buying me shots and apparently the shot the default shot now is casamigos like no one's like jamerson or any or gold slagger for my old heads but <laughs> everyone's like yo bro i was like yo casamigos i guess in my in my day gold the slagger. shot there there was like some mixed shots you know that would that would come out like a, a like a mixed drink shot and I'm, I'm that's too many calories bro it's too many calories it was 2003 i'm not gonna like, have a kamikaze kamikaze that's what i was trying to think of that's what i was trying to think of that oh, was kamikaze shot we, we were doing kamikaze shots in mjq and atl like it was nothing but i do think that the the shot culture the jameson and a beer culture could make a comeback I think that might. I think that could yeah. be next up because pickleback, the Jameson pickleback. We're in a probiotic, gut health rich community. <laughs> it's going to come back. It's like what kind of artisanal pickles are these? You know, you know, Watermelon, I only found radish, out. Maybe I only found out about pickleback shots maybe like I want to say like seven years ago. Like I had no idea what it was, and like it was on some random bar on McDougal Street in New York, and this white girl and her friend they did it and i was like what was that and she was like it's pickle juice i was like that's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard <laughs> it, it's just I, I don't understand i don't understand you try it and then the other night at like 4100 like they're giving out free pickleback shots and who's having them me so you know <laughs> damn <laughs> You're like, oh, jesus at 4100 i i love because like i i moved to silver lake a long time ago you know like my early 20s so all these places that you're going to now that are still open you're kind of like you're reliving my early 20s right now bro right and now it's, it's kind of cool to see i'm living the life of a 24 year old who made it who made money off of an nft and decided to drop out of usc <laughs> like i'm just running around through the stage right now uh, are you That's okay great, i mean i think that but but you're you are working right you're you've been beasting in the yeah. underground <laughs> you have some projects in play yeah. i imagine like everybody else in la yeah absolutely but then it's also you know with the writer strike everything just stopped so that's why I'm kind of just like wilding right now. Like, no, I'm not really out here just drunk every night. But it's just right now everything you literally can't work, and it's like you kind of don't want to push the limits with like emails you send or zooms you set up. So it's like everyone just kind of we're just kind of in a holding pattern right now. So yeah, I do have projects I'm working on, and you know, in true LA fashion, you can't discuss them because no one talks about any projects until like they're signed, sealed, delivered, and everything. Mm -hmm. But definitely working on stuff. Kiss of death. And then I, you know, I was still, I was really looking forward to the Daily Show hosting opportunity, but that's totally on hold now because of the writer's strike. But oh, that's on hold because yeah. of the writer's strike. Because I knew you told me you were doing it. I mean, and you've done that before, right? Uh, no, I did Kimmel. I hosted uh, Kimmel. You did Kimmel. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So you're getting into your, you're getting into your hosting bag, and you this is like do you do you like it is it fun or is it pretty high stress oh no i love it i love it like shout out to the jimmy kimmel staff some of the easiest nicest people i've ever worked with no it's just amazing once you get into the rhythm and you just learn how to like read the um the prompter and all that stuff and you're able to like incorporate your own jokes and your own slang and stuff it's so much fun because then like if you're good at it, like you're reading what they wrote and you're just like it right there before you even say it. You can just be like, OK, I'd say this. And as a Bronx person, I'd say this instead of that. Or even in, like the writer's room. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, they'll say a joke and I'd be like, well, I'd say Cardi B as a punchline here. So, you know, you're able to take really, you know, these writers are amazing. 
And then you're able to put your little Bronx tasson on the jokes, you know, make it your own. And then sometimes you could you just, can say unwhite them. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes when you're you get to just freestyle, you can just yeah. go up there and just go off the top of your dome. And, you know, like I love performing like that. So it's just finding a good balance for that. But no, it's so much fun. And, you know, shout out to everyone at The Daily Show. There's so that show has so many writers because as you see, like it's performance, like you do sketches yeah. before and all types yeah. of stuff. So, you know, like I know, I know they have like really big plans for other guest hosts and, you know, like there are people before me and after me. And so, you know, it's like a real shame. A lot of hard work had already gone into the yeah. hosting thing and then just had to stop because of writer stuff. But hopefully, you know, maybe it's still beyond after the writer's strike. But you know, we'll see what happens. What? So what's the? I guess I guess when you're saying put your own spin on it, that happens before you. Do you do that on the fly, or you do it before, or you do a little bit of both? Well, the Kimmel thing uh, is a little bit of both. Like sometimes it's just like you uh, when you're in the writers' room, you know, like they'll do a joke and you be like, well, let's, I would say it like this, or I'd add this, yeah, or like that. Or sometimes you can just do it on the fly. But most times with like. In a little bit of time I'll spend with the writers, they, it's like, I'm not one of the people who just come in their code. Like, usually you like, you're texting the writers beforehand, your email, you get to know them. Yeah. So they get to know you and your vibe. And, um, you know, like they, and if you're working with people, you know, and they, they know you in and out, they know your jokes. They know how to, you know, incorporate all your humor and, you know, they know not to say the N word. So it's all worked out. I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that must feel like to have like a team of five writers who like know your style of talking and what you like and what you don't like and they just write jokes for you that automatically are like, oh, that's a joke that I like and that I would say publicly. It, it seems almost like magic or something. You know what? That was one thing that I really didn't like. It is. And being out in LA, you realize there's a lot of magic in making television and just the production and just like all the on the back end of TV and just even that you know it's like sometimes people make jokes and like i'll change the joke they wrote and i'll do a funnier version and like the writer will be like you know that was my funny joke but you, you know i can't keep up with you like little compliments like that but sometimes there's some jokes and i'll be like holy shit you nailed this one so it does feel like that and especially when you when you guys are when we're all in tune and the slack is popping and all that like you can't miss and it's just like mm. sometimes like i remember there's sometimes in the writer's room the meetings would run long because just because you're cracking up at jokes. Yeah. Just crack, like can't even get stuff written down because one joke at the beginning of the writer's room just has everyone still laughing. And then you're just like, all right, this is the joke for the show. Worst ways to make a living, huh? Absolutely. And as someone who's had every job in the world, trust <laughs> me on that. At one point, I was collecting dead rats in an auto body shop. I ain't ever going back to that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bro, I didn't know it was that bad. Well, I, I didn't what, makes that even, what makes that even worse, I was 14. So I'm working illegally <laughs> at a place my father's friend owned. But he was like, you're not going to spend the summer not working. Because, you know, at age 13, you better get a job. So basically, the week before I came there. <laughs> rat time, baby. Rat time. The exterminator <laughs> comes. He puts poison all over the body shop. And so when I get there, they give me a bucket and a shovel. And I have to use my nose to find the dead rats and put them in it's a compound bucket. <laughs> no, and because dude, it's the no. summer, and because it's summertime, I go get Vicks vapor rub and put it underneath the bottom of my nose to block out the smell. And you, how many? You know, it's the the <laughs> auto body shop is almost the size of um, a whole block in the Bronx. So I'm like, how many buckets could it possibly be? So it was like five buckets a day. I was finding rats for like. What? <laughs> 
Damn. What? I was like, I was just like, what? I'd come home so exhausted, and like, I only lasted four days. But my father was like, "See, it built character." I was like, "No, it built resentment, and I have to go to therapy now." But thank <laughs> yeah, you. This is gonna cost me money in the long because run because my summer job was being a bodega cat. I guess exactly. it is the horse's way, right? Hey, ooh. I, I, I still, if I see a rat on the street, still I jump. Like I cannot get I I I am I've lived here for 15 years and I cannot get past it. It's I, I want to, but I just cannot deal with it. I don't know. I think I need that job to get over it. That's the only way. And you and you call me bitch man. Uh, this weekend I'm smoking in front of Midnight's in Brooklyn and like a rat runs past me and I swear to God I heard uh, Empire State of Mind faintly play as a tear came down my eye. I was like, Oh, I'm home, baby. I'm back. My guys came to say to pay respects. This is beautiful. I was like, they're checking in. What uh so what do your what does your dad think now? Does he think this is like all fake and that you're like have to get a real job, or is he like get it and is super supportive? He super he super gets it, super supportive. Um he like it's fun like he, I guess he has like I know it's not Google alerts, but some I guess he searches my name. So he actually was like one of the first people to know about the Daily Show thing. And he called me and he was like, so proud of you. Congratulations. Because I remember like we were having a conversation and I was just like, you know, like, why did you and mom come to America from Jamaica? And then like, you know, very solemnly, he was like, you know, I wanted to make sure my children have a better life. And, you know, you guys are doing well. But goddamn, a late night show! Wow, and I was like, "Thank you, Dad." Thank you. <laughs> no, that's that's great. I love that because I think that sometimes with jobs like this, like, I mean, obviously when it's TV, I think parents start to understand because TV is pretty like easy to compute, right? But I still think any 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 job that is not like a, a quote unquote regular job is hard for parents to understand. Absolutely, you know, uh, in some way. And anything with like so it's it's nice to know anything with art like that, like especially if you have like immigrant parents, they're super nervous. So they want you to have a good job with benefits. Mm -hmm. So they want you yeah. to either be a firefighter, a toll booth collector, or a police <laughs> officer. And I'm like, I was like, Dream I'm like, Ma, you see these good ass eyebrows? I can't be doing that. <laughs> I love, I love the idea of you being a toll booth operator as like a, you know what? I, I, I did the right thing. I kind of just went something solid mm -hmm. and safe. I got my pension coming up. Listen, if the. <laughs> Listen, if this if this rider strike keeps stretching out, you, you might see one of them very Coming back to the tunnel, I I mean, well, do you, I, I actually I wanted to talk about the the rider strike. Is, are you allowed to podcast if you don't talk about writing stuff? You know, I, or is that is even that a little tricky? I think if it's like a, a scripted podcast or something like that, like I know like this right here is unscripted, so it's fine. But like like I guess like those deep dive serial podcasts or anything. But again, I'm not right. a lawyer, so I don't know. But it's a lot of it's a lot of situations where you definitely have to contact either the guild or your lawyers and be like, hey, is this cool? Is this cool? And they get back to you. So it's just like, you know, just making sure you don't step on their toes. With that. Mm -hmm. You got to tap in with the feds to record a podcast about fucking damn. I right. mean. That does make sense, though. I guess scripted is scripted. It's written, you know. Well, well, I'm I'm asking that because now that you have your gallivanting time on your hands, and you're writing your prose and poetry and things like that. Do you ever feel like, damn, I should just pick up the mic and and give the people what they want? You know what? Make a little little scratch in the meantime. You know, I've thought about it, but it's just kind of just like figuring things out right now, just figuring out life mm -hmm. in LA. And wait, is this the description of your podcast? Just a guy trying to figure out life in LA. Well, anyway, come with me every Friday <laughs> Actually, at no, 10 a.m. New episode. I'm going to do a podcast where it's going to be a food related podcast. So I go to restaurants that you guys previously shitted on. So the first episode we're going to go to is Dunsmore. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I got a new I got an idea. That's a good companion podcast for how long I'm sure we could get you some advertising runoff for that. That shouldn't be difficult on the business end. That's a great that's a great idea. I haven't been that's to Dunsmore yet. That was only Chris for the record. I, I just walked in like that oh, was just it's me. the guy from the podcast that shitted on us last week. I was like, Oh, okay, please don't spit on my <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. That's a that's a good idea. But I understand I mean I think that like I guess because you podcasted for so long, but it's like I think everybody th- thinks it's like so easy to do, you know, and you know that it's not. <laughs> so it's like I think that's also part of it is that you know that like if you got back into that, it'd be like it's a whole thing to do it well. Yeah. Um, whereas I think a lot of people that are coming at it from the Hollywood side are like, this shit, what are you talking about? This is not making a movie or a TV show. This is free money. Yeah. You know, it's it's so much easier. And it is easier, but it's still it's still a whole thing to do. It's a whole thing. And you know, just coming up, like you guys, shout out to the energy. You guys you guys have experiences, so you have fresh content to make new episodes all the time. A lot of people they don't realize like you have to live life and experience stuff in order to have like a good yeah. podcast. And that's a whole nother side that like if you're traveling, like even this shout out to you guys gifting the recording time to you know just accommodate my schedule little things like that or like the last episode where shorty didn't have the good wi-fi you have all all these like roadblocks that happen and it can be very Mm -hmm. stressful yeah and you know like sometimes you're just tired sometimes like i do not want to do this (laughs) like you still gotta do it yeah yeah, there's there's also that there's also that yeah sometimes i just don't want to do this shit is is uh is part of life that we kind of overlook i think but i mean like it's fun also to make a like a great podcast and just like you know just Hit, give the fans what they want you know so you just definitely testing the environment taking the temperature of what people want and then figuring out what's next on that because you know i can't yeah. be doing like I, I i can't do a podcast about vanderpump rules because i have no idea what the fuck is going on so. <laughs> sure sure i could see you doing a bill burr style solo podcast you know 30 minutes a week of you just giving it to him that that that's you know that's the real that's the real way to do it he figured it out and that's it's just very very hard to be good yeah yo bill burr be making money bro like <laughs> well, I'm, I was Dude, only bringing crazy. that up, <clears throat> Jesus. I was only bringing that up because there are so few people out there who have podcasts who are actually good at doing it, good at talking, and know like the art to it and the timing and you know the yes ands and the no ands and everything. And and you happen to be really good at it, and, and it's an honor to have you on the pod. So thank you. But you know, I just want to make sure that you're always talking and conversating because you're you're one of the greats thank you man i appreciate that yeah agreed yeah talk about giving people what they want but i mean i i think it's also like once there's there's a lot going on and a podcast takes a back seat you know when you got all this other shit going on so it makes yeah. sense yeah don't forget the roots though don't forget the struggle don't forget the streets don't, don't forget, forget the streets forget. you know like you know you know 10 toes down i'm from the bx all day but at the same time i have to find a new canyon other than runyon to go to so you know <laughs> these, these deliver you do yeah you, bro i got you if you do you need hiking spots yeah bro send them over <laughs> all right all right i got you you, you need hiking spots. You send them over and I'll send over you you send over those and I'll send over chopped cheese spots in Bronx. <laughs> Jason, I don't think Jason I have you ever been to the Bronx, Jason? I don't think I have, to be honest. I've been to the Bronx. I can't remember where, why, when, or how. Have you been to the Bronx or have you been to Riverdale? Great question. He's been to Riverdale in a cab on the way to somewhere. If, if I was if I was in the Bronx, it was it was most likely for food eating. Um, yeah, and not just to walk around and take photos from my IG. But well, actually, speaking of chopped cheese, have you been to Bodega Park in Silver Lake? Is that the the new? No, I haven't been to Bodega. Wait, no, I haven't been to Bodega Park. I went to that new chopped cheese, New York chopped cheese that just opened. Uh, oh, haven't in, been. Yeah, it's it, it was incredible. Really, it's, it's the same people. They have one here in New York. 
But the other thing is, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to break everyone's heart. I don't eat chopped cheeses like that. They're really bad for you. No. Like, they're, they're, <laughs> like, they're, like little kids eat them in the Bronx because they're poor and that's all we can afford. But like, listen, they are heavy and you feel some heartburn late at night after you eat one of those. And like, I mean, yeah, just, it's basically just a long Big Mac every night, you know, it, it's going to do a number on you. Exactly. But I was saying that place, Bodega Park and so like they have a, they have a that's nice That's on my list kind of, of uh, places to check out. Artisanal. I need to check that place out. But you know, I have to watch what I eat because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to get like you guys and get the Barry's body. So, Look, know, we can just, like. Uh, what are you going to a gym in LA? Or are you just are you just hiking? Yo, know I was I go I go to a gym. It was like a boot camp, like one of those kickboxing boot camp fitness ones. But then they weirdly were just like taking Instagram videos of like the workout classes. And I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, oh. yeah, that's the problem. That's that's a big problem in the fitness industry, and that's that's what you can tell. That's how you differentiate a good trainer from a bad trainer. Mm -hmm. Is like. My my trainer Hunter, who's a who's a yeah, character, a on this, trainer that's yeah. all in the exactly. Video. He doesn't pull his phone out. Like he times me maybe with his phone, but the phone's in his pocket the whole session. Right. Like you can't if the guy's got the phone out, especially if you're a dude, you're not even a hot chick. You got problems. But I really this place, you know, is it's fitting the need for now because you have to wear like a heart rate monitor. And when I first started, like the heart rate monitor wasn't working. But then, like the second day, it was on, and I realized you're competing against everyone else in the class. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, yo, I gotta win. So I'm making sure I'm like knocking it out, like getting higher numbers than everyone else. Then one day I go in there and this guy is like lapping like a hundred, like the digits is crazy. I was trying to keep up with him. I work out and I feel sick. And then like during the 30 second interval, I run to the bathroom and I just throw up. That, that's a good and one. And that, I hear, that, that's good. That means you're doing it right. Yeah. And then, like, I hear the class start again. I just wipe my face and I get back in that bitch. I did not win. And at the end, I was just lying on the floor. But then, like, I, like, I walk out 20 minutes later and the teacher was like, are you all right? I was like, I threw up. I'll see you tomorrow. So that's how you got to be. That's how you got to be. But no, this is this is good because I think that. that it sounds like Creed 3. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's auditioning right now. He's auditioning right now. They got an open spot. I'm, I'm coming for Michael B. Jordan's title. <laughs> they got an open spot. Uh, that you is did good today, kid. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll set you up with some some keto friendly high protein low carb dining destinations here in la we got you bro nice we i appreciate yeah, it it's, it's it's our pleasure but yeah look Jesus, thank you so much for joining us uh and when we're all back in la let's get together and hang and uh absolutely good luck, with, good, good luck with everything we can't wait to see what's what's coming up we'll, we'll stay tuned love you guys thank you man god bless thank you all right bro we'll talk to you soon later